Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. And I'm not Dr. Pat. I'm so happy, though, that I get to fill in for her today. My name is Renee Siegel. And I have a guest with me today to talk about a project that we are just winding down and finishing up on that's related to the Enneagram. Um, I actually run and uh, host Enneagram Conversations, and we're just so excited today to talk about something that Sarah and I have done together. It's called Beyond What's Your Type, Baby?, and it is an intro series to the Enneagram. We want to tell you all about it. So before we get started, I'd love for Sarah to introduce herself, tell, tell you all a little bit about her. I'll tell you a little bit more about myself, and then we'll go on and talk about Beyond What's Your Type Baby. Welcome, Sarah. Thanks for joining. Thanks, Renee. It's great to be here with you. I, um, I always love being with you. I love talking about our work. It's just um, a delight. My name is Sarah Dimmick. I have been um, working with Renee for a little while, but both of us have been working with the Enneagram for a long time, uh, benefiting from its riches. I'm an Enneagram teacher and trainer. I'm also a mental health counselor in private practice for about 20 years. And I um, can't say enough about the power of the Enneagram to enrich my personal life, my professional life, and my ability to help others. So Anybody who can come to this in um, with an open heart will, I, I don't know many who haven't found it extremely, uh, they can feel the potential for transformation if they're ready to lean into it. Yeah, yeah, that's so well said. And I'm Renee Siegel. I'm your host uh, and, uh, for the Dr. Pat show today. And I started out as a, a marriage and family therapist and moved into doing a lot of work in the addictions field. And about 20 years into my practice, so about 22 years ago, I was introduced to the Enneagram. And I had been just gathering all of these tools, certifications, additional licenses to try and understand and put together a holistic way to look at how and why people sustain or don't sustain change. That was kind of like the question in my head. It's like people, brilliant people would come to me as a therapist, they'd walk away with these amazing insights, very bright. And six months later, they'd fall back into these same patterns and would be repeating a lot of the same stuff. And I knew that they knew what they knew. Academically, they walked away with information and insights about why, you know, they were traveling these paths. But the Enneagram, being introduced to the Enneagram, kind of put the puzzle piece in place to explain why we repeat these patterns, how we are kind of wired to 
move in certain directions, particularly when a certain set of stimulus shows up in our life or reminds us of something or how these core beliefs that you might have heard about if you do any therapy with other people, we're run by our core beliefs. Well, yeah, we're run by core beliefs, but we're run by core patterns, patterns that are a little bit bigger. Uh, and I, I don't mean bigger in terms of larger, but I mean bigger in terms of how much weight they pull in terms of kind of like a tide pulling you to do certain things. It's behavioral, it's heartfelt, it's not just happening in the brain. It's not this brain pattern. So the Enneagram, when I was introduced to it, it was like, oh my goodness, there is a conversation to be held about ways that we take in information that is not just taking in facts and information through our head. We take in information through our bellies. We take in information through our hearts and how we regulate with other people. So the Enneagram for me was like the game changer for how to have that conversation. So I'm a counselor, a coach, started out as a marriage and family therapist, work in the addictions community, long-term recovery, relationship work is my fave, fave, fave work, and, um, and wellness stuff, looking at alternatives to taking taking prescription drugs when, when that's a possibility. So when Sarah and I came together, we looked at a lot of introductory products to the Enneagram. It's an odd word. It's an odd um, kind of way to look at personalities or something bigger than personalities. And we said, there has got to be a better way, a, a, a larger way, maybe not even a better way, but a larger way, a richer way to lay a foundation for people that have some interest in the Enneagram. So it's more than a table game, after dinner discussion. You want to pick up from there? Renee, would it be useful to, for folks who might be listening who don't have any sense of the Enneagram for us to do? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So because what we're offering with the Enneagram is uh, a little distinct, we'll just give you a, a little snapshot of how most people meet the Enneagram, which is, there's a symbol, it's a circle with a triangle and this kind of cool diagonal lines that has nine points on it. And all of that has some rich symbolism, but, but the way it usually gets introduced is there are nine types of human beings, nine main personality styles and points of view on the world. And when we understand our own and other people's, like the light goes on. That's, you know, when you might see it as a meme on social media, it's more cutesy like okay type one always does this and you know it's playful and that that is a way to meet the enneagram it's it's enneagram means nine pointed diagram in greek that's what it is so the map and the and the diagram represents a lot but the way it gets used in teaching personality styles which is the main way people encounter it um it's just a map and when we find our spot on the map and we open to it, all kinds of amazing things can happen. But often people just stop short. They're like, ah, that's my point on the map. You know, I live in that city of humanity, and that's the way I am. That's my culture. That's, that's my identity. And, and that can explain a lot. It can be kind of helpful to kind of go, oh, yeah, that's, that's the way I do it. It's different than the way other people do it. The way other people do it, it's their prerogative unless it bumps into me, you know, and maybe I can understand it a little better now. That said, uh, 
Renee and I, and many other people who have studied the Enneagram for a long time, feel that this is uh, just the tip of the iceberg of, of what the Enneagram can invite us toward. So that's sort of where we came up with this title for our, our product, which is, you know, a lot of times, you know, if, if you banter with somebody, you know, like, what's your um, horoscope, what's your zodiac sign, or what's your type, you know, what kind of, you know, it's like a surfacey playful. And, and fine. But what we wanted to offer is beyond what's your type, baby. So even though we're giving an introductory level of um, orientation, we're trying to give it uh, from a perspective that sets you up best for the richness and the multidimensionality uh, and the potential transformation that the Enneagram leads us toward. Yeah. Thanks so much. That really kind of, you know, breathes into something that is a little bit larger and a better explanation for why we did this, because you can, I mean, you can, you can stay with your Enneagram experience by just knowing your type or knowing your type and knowing other people's types that you live with or work with or engage with. And there's value in that. We would never discourage people from finding value in that. And there's a lot of products out there that do that. They do a really good job at helping people to understand the different points on the diagram and, and you know, um, aspects of them. We call them character structures or personality traits, things like that. But when you begin to take a look at something that the Enneagram does that others don't and um, I think what we'll do is kind of unpack this before a break and then come back is why am I doing what I'm doing? What is the motivation behind my behavior, my emotions, and my thoughts? Why am I doing this? What purpose could this serve? What motivates me to do this? You want to talk a little bit about that, Sarah, before we go to break? Yeah, it's one of my favorite parts about it that starts to open things up for people. It's not just that we're different and we have different styles there's a kind of sense to it and an underground kind of architecture to it that um, hangs together. And most of it is based on innocent misperceptions of ourselves in the world when we're little, right? Our personalities start forming when we're little and we have whatever circumstances we have that we have to cope with and we get an orientation going on and we try to keep ourselves safe or loved or somehow manage all the uncertainty in life and we we lock into something and that becomes invisible to us it's like the 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 motivation underneath why we do what we do and why how we see the world we do the way we do is mostly invisible to us and that's what's one of the first fun layers to uncover when we're looking at the nine types, is like, what's driving each of these different worldviews? I don't want to launch into an example yet, but but we can go there. Yeah, I think let's use let's use a, a really simple example. I love this one because, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll I'll suggest it, and then we'll we can unpack it even further after break if we haven't. So, if you were to just poll all of your friends and family members and ask them, is it important to you to be a good person? You know you would get probably an astounding, yeah, of course it's important to be a good person. I mean, why would I not want to be a good person? Is there something that you're missing here? You know, so you poll maybe 
50 people in your life and ask them, is it important to be a good person? And you'd probably get an astounding percentage of people, high percentage of people that would say yes. Then we flip the question a bit and we ask, and this is what we'll unpack after break. Why is it important for you to be a good person? What motivates you to be a good person? When you kind of examine your, your inner world and take a, a gander around, what's motivating you to do that? Why would you want to do that? What inspires you to do that? What would happen if you weren't a good person? So this, I think this is a perfect place to take a break. Let everybody kind of sit and listen to themselves answer those questions. And then we'll come back and take a look at unpacking the motivations for why we do, why we feel, and why we think the way that we do. Be back in a moment. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Join a global community connecting our hearts with extraterrestrials who only understand unconditional love and inner peace. The Extraterrestrial Trust Revolution, ETR, provides expertise in raising an individual's energy level through a 13-month course and eight energy portal journeys. Find out more about this 13-month course as well as an entire resource for you to learn about ETR at connectwithets.com. Did you know that each Enneagram type has a different worldview, different patterns of thinking, feeling, and behaving? They also have essential qualities that are unique to their type. Understanding this helps us develop more tolerance, respect, and appreciation for ourselves and others. Renee Siegel works with individuals, couples, families, and groups using the Enneagram to build better relationships as a tool in addiction recovery. Visit URPurePotential.com for more info. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. Hi, I'm Laura Goldstein, and here's a Coffee with the Universe tip. Ever wonder why you want to go to the gym more, for example, but you just can't make it happen? You find yourself rearranging your underwear drawer instead of getting in the car. If this sounds like you, you might have caught a case of the shoulds. Maybe you think you should lose 20 pounds to fit back into your favorite pair of jeans, or that you should be healthier in general. It all sounds good, but deep down you just aren't into it. Truth is, making choices from shoulds just leads to guilt, resentment, and a whole lot of procrastination. So take a good look at your goals. Are you shoulding yourself anywhere? If so, give yourself permission to let it go. For more insights like this, tune into my Transformation Talk radio show called Coffee with the Universe. It's a live call-in show. I'd love to support you. 
welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. I am Renee Siegel, your host today. Very grateful to be here with all of you. And I have a wonderful guest today with me, a friend and a colleague, Sarah, who's going to continue the conversation about our, our Enneagram um, series that we've developed. And we left to go to break talking about the motivation for why people do what they do, because we can all do similar things. We can all look the same. Uh, and unless we scratch the surface and we begin to investigate why we're doing what we're doing, thinking what we're thinking or feeling what we're feeling, we might just make a lot of assumptions. And when we do ask those questions about motivation, we really begin to see a very different set of responses come out. So let's talk about motivation. Yeah. So in other personality typologies, you can hear similar things described, right? Like this person tends to be conscientious and this type of person tends to be confrontative and this type of person tends to be meek. But like, why any of that? Like in your, in your question about being a good person, let's say that for the most part, everybody's trying to be what they think is the best version of humanity or the best way to go to have a good life or to, to manage reality as it is. And so why would each person or each style um, want to be a good person is one way to think about it. Another would be, what do all these different types think is a good person? Like one type might say, well, it's really good to be constantly on the move and keeping your options open and being busy and going for the best in life. And another would say, to be a good person, you need to be really focused and settled and pay a lot of attention and be deliberate. And we all think that our way of being a good person is like the best way. Even people who act like they're not righteous, like we all think our way is the best way. And why are these other fools like going for other things? It's kind of shocking when you realize that all these other folks have as deep of a motivation as you do, and it may be aimed pretty differently. Yeah, a lot of passion behind it too, right? Yeah, deep, because it often has to do with our sense of value, our sense of safety, our sense of control, our sense of basic orientation to life. So being a good person, if you will, is also like just trying to survive <laughs> and, and like maybe not get scrutiny or punishment from others or something like that. So if you take, let's say I, a good person uh, is somebody who's of service. You know, a lot, of, a lot of folks might agree with that in, in our culture. Some would say that's not their top, but you could have three or four Enneagram types who would all say that, who have different ideas of what service is and different reasons they would think that's a good thing to do or be. For example, you know, type two, you can speak about this if you want, Renee, that like, I want to be love. I want to be giving. I want to be, you know, this generous hearted human. It feels good to me. Other people like it usually. And I feel like powerful in my giving. It feels good. Like this positive feedback loop. Another person, let's say type six might uh, want to be of service because it really creates loyalty and bonds of you know, that I can count on, that I'm there for other people, and then they're going to be there for me, and everybody will sort of be 
you know, on the same team and, and we'll have each other's backs and, and it will make things more secure and safe. Or a type one might think, yeah, I need to be of service because that's the good and, and noble thing to do, that I need to not be selfish and I need to make sure I put others first because that's right. Can you feel the tone? They're very different strivings and motivations and each of them is convinced that that's the way to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you had a chance during the break, but thinking about what motivates you uh, or what your style is or how you define a good person is going to be perhaps very different than the people that you live with or the people that you work with or the people that you're friends with. And just understanding um, that and creating a large enough container in your understanding to hold that there is more than one way to look at that just organically allows tolerance and acceptance and perhaps respect and acknowledgement of other people. So one of the gifts that the Enneagram gives when you begin to do something beyond just identifying what your type is, is you make a contribution to yourself and to the world, bringing more acceptance and tolerance and respect and acknowledgement of other people. And the world sure needs that right now. Probably always has, but we have some very paramount issues that really demonstrate that we need the ability to include uh, other people's points of view uh, in the way that they see things now. So I love that probably a lot of folks who listen to Transformation Talk, Talk Radio think of themselves as self-aware and compassionate and tolerant and, you know, already there in, in many ways or, or looking to be there. And I'd like to say that the Enneagram surprises people, people who've already done a lot of work or self-investigation or think they know themselves pretty well, sometimes are stunned by what the Enneagram can help uncover and reveal not just insights themselves, <laughs> but some of these deeper layers about what's driving it all so that that's some of what I love most is the kind of uh, power of the insights and and what they p- potentially set us up for in terms of yeah. choice and awareness yeah that was clearly my experience and I'm imagining it was probably yours as well oh yeah Yeah. So um, how about taking us on a brief tour of all the types? Mm, Yeah. Just give everybody a flavor so they can kind of sense into what they might be if they don't know their type or reaffirm their sense of who they are if they do know their type. So this is going to be the what's your type baby version instead of the beyond what's your type baby version. Okay. (laughs) So this is the like the sort of stereotypical surface level tour. Um, but because I know these wells, maybe, maybe you'll get a little flavor of more than just the bullet points. Okay. So um, I'm going to start with the body types, which you could learn more about in our product, about these three centers of intelligence that we talked first about the eight, nine, and the one. There's lots of titles for each of these types, depending on the teacher, but often I like to use the number because it gets just that essential feeling. So type eight is motivated by uh, confronting what's wrong, by going for what matters, for making important things happen, for being powerful, for defending the innocent, and calling BS on things that are seem funky, misuses of power. It's, it's a kind of go ahead, 
call it like it is, what you see is what you get kind of energy, motivated by truth, by realness, by intensity. Okay, can you feel that energy in yourself? Like whether you kind of respond to that or whether it's like, yeah, I don't like being around those kind of people. It's always useful when you're hearing the types to think about, you know, can I feel that one in me? All of these types are in all of us. So if you relate to more than one, that's fine. Okay, so that's the eight. The nine is uh, often a moderate, peaceful, seeing all points of view, trying to harmonize relationships or environments to make things flow or smooth or easy and minimize conflict and treat themselves as not particularly important so that everything can be a little smoother out here. So that's a very different energy than the neighbor before it. And likewise, the one, which is next to that, has a different orientation toward the right way to be a self, which is to be good morally, to do the right thing, to work hard, to make it happen in the right way, to be impeccable, to hold the self, to be the ideal, or sometimes to tell other people how they should be the ideal. Okay, so even in those three, can you get a sense that even if they're kind of motivated by a similar aim to make the world better, to be the right kind of self, they have very different tones and vibes motivating them. Mm -hmm. Do you want to add anything about those three? I Just that in the body center, these eights, nines, and ones, they're motivated in these three flavors that you've done such an incredibly good job at describing, but they're all motivated to manage life strategically through some way of looking at power and control. And it could be very easily misunderstood because as you described the nine, it doesn't sound like they're, they're trying to create power and control at all. So let's go into that type nine as we end on the body types today and talk about why they don't look like they're trying to manage life with power and control. Yeah, they, they might even look kind of passive or neutral or non-control, anti-controlling. What they're doing instead is trying to control themselves so that there isn't disruption or disharmony. So there's a lot of self-containment, a lot of self-management, a lot of even self-dismissal. Self-abnegation is one of the words in the Enneagram. So it's like, a, if I control this, I can control this. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of hidden. It's a hidden form of control. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. So we've talked about our body types, eights, nines, and ones. And when we come back from break, we'll go into the other two centers, the heart center and the head center and the six types that we have not yet discussed. I want to thank you all um, for listening to the Dr. Pat show. I am so happy to, uh, to be um, the host today for Dr. Pat. Um, I'm Renee Siegel, and please join us after break. Thank you. Champion your life with me, Leanne Champion. First Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. That new gym membership might help you get fit, but what about emotional fitness? Jump into the rushing waters of personal growth. Don't waste another minute feeling unfulfilled. Visit championyourlife.com and let's do this together. Hi, I'm Trish Laub from A Cup of Comfort, where we talk about care hero topics that nobody wants to talk about. Here's your care hero tip of the day. As a child, I took dance lessons. 
I would twirl through the grocery store, leap from aisle to aisle, and dance anywhere I could. One day, while giving my parents their medications, I realized that dance was my medicine. And when I took my medicine, I was more patient and focused, and my emotional and spiritual tank was filled with more of everything I needed to be a better caregiver and daughter to my parents. I realized that self-care was not selfish, but rather self-love, and that it was essential to my ability to be resilient and to recharge and thrive instead of merely survive. So now when I need to recharge, I turn up the volume and dance it off. What's your medicine? Tune into my show to learn more. See you the second and fourth Tuesday at 12 Pacific, 3 Eastern, here on Transformation Talk Radio. Feel free to reach out to me at info at trishlaub.com. The truth is funny. Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. Have you known that you're on a soul path, but often wondered why you don't have the insight of how to go from here to there, or whether or not what you're doing is going to take you to where you want to go in your soul's journey? Damayante is the show for your soul. Damayante speaks to your soul, connects with your soul, and shines a light for your soul. Damayante, the show for your soul with Sarah Main, brings you insights and a pathway to your soul's journey on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Have you ever felt like if you just had the right tools and resources, you'd be able to carve a path toward the life your heart is aching for? Guess what? You have everything you need inside you. I'm Natasha Ornedo, and I'm here to show you that your healing is in your hands. Tune into my show, Unlock the Healing Path, every second and fourth Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. To learn more about me and my work, visit NatashaOrnedo.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. And yes, well, no, I'm not Dr. Pat. <laughs> I'm Renee Siegel, but I'm really, really happy to be hosting the show today as we continue to talk about the Enneagram and um, our product, Beyond What's Your Type Baby. But right now, we're going to move into continued conversation around the other two centers, the heart center types and the body center types. And uh, going to turn it over to Sarah to to take it into that understanding so yeah so again we're doing this light duty tour of the types and you can just pay attention you know what lights you up what seems like familiar to you what you know makes you cringe these are all important things in in starting to figure out your way to find your type so the heart types are uh, types two three and four And it doesn't mean they're more heartful than every other type, but they have a a shared orientation toward how are other people seeing me? Like in relationship, am I being seen according to the image that I'm after? So there's three versions of that, right? The two wants to be seen as loving and giving and kind and helpful and um, generous and like able to give you what you need. And that... um, has a lot of force to it compared to some other love you might find on the Enneagram. It has a lot of sunbeam energy from from most twos. It also is, you know, kind of 
hoping that it's securing a kind of regard and maybe payback someday for how much I do for you. Maybe you're going to feel like doing it for me. Okay, so it has a, a transactional quality and it's very loving and warm and generous generally. Okay, so the image there is I want to be seen as loving and kind and giving. The neighboring type, type three, wants to be seen as competent, capable, on it. I got this. I'm, I'm successful. Whatever domain I'm in, I become the successful version of that. So if I'm in the corporate world, I am super professional and super, you know, achievement oriented. If I'm, you know, a mother, I'm like uber mom. I'm getting it all done. I'm super streamlined. It's got, it's, it's very aimed at the goal and being seen as competent, capable, and successful. So you might see somebody who's a two or a three with similar behaviors, but what's driving it and what they're after being seen as has a different flavor. And the third heart type is type four, which is being, uh, is very interested in being seen as distinct exceptional, unique, individual, nobody like this, you know, like one of a kind. And so that could be in realms of all sorts, whether it's creative realms, which often fours are drawn to, or, you know, professional invention or, but it, it often has a quality of like, let's do it differently. And I can, I can see things distinctly and uniquely. And so when any of these three heart types are uh, not seen according to their preferred image, it's disturbing and they'll try harder. They'll be more unique or more successful or more loving because I really need to feel that in order to feel my value. Mm -hmm. What yeah. would you say about those three? Minutes? Yeah, I, I think I'd like to add that something similar to when we were talking about the body types. So we were talking about them being uh, drawn or motivated to be seen in a particular way. And this is also the heart center that we're talking about. So we associate the heart center, at least with um, a, a, a portal of knowing through an emotional quality. And, uh, and we dive into this in much greater detail in the beyond what's your type baby, but I do want to pay attention to the fact that there's some way of being with emotions that differ between the two, three, and four. So the two is very um, capable of heat sinking into the emotional qualities of other people um, with a pretty good, clear understanding of how others may be feeling, or at least the willingness to, 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 to expend attention and energy there. And the fours are more focused on their own internal experience of emotionality. And then we have this counter type again that sits in the center, which is the three when you were talking about the uber moms or being seen as successful. And they do something very different uh, and don't look like a heart type in that they, it's, it seems like the emotional qualities of life are kind of extracted and set aside so that they can perform, be efficient and productive and be successful. So again, what, what because we're talking about these three types within a particular grouping that sits in the heart, 
the emotional qualities or the way that one may experience the emotional tenor of, of the heart center may look very different for a three. Would you like to add anything to that before we move on? No, that's lovely. I mean, I, I would say threes can appear emotional if it's the appropriate successful thing to present. But you're right that the inner experience is usually my true emotions are probably going to get in the way of my performing as the ideal image for whatever I think will be successful. Yeah. And it's not that they don't have emotions, can't access emotions, but the emotions are accessed not in real time, usually set aside to get the job done and Mm -hmm. then, you know, attended to at some later time. Should we talk about the head types? Let's do it. Okay. So the, the last three of the nine types are called the head types and they're Uh, all orienting in some particular way to try to understand how to function in this life, right? Like, so what is this place and how do we move in it and how do we get our needs met? So it's a mental map of uh, principles and what's going to work and how do I ahead of time kind of plan out or expect how how things are going to go. And we don't always see that all the time in ourselves when we're these types, but um, I'll let you follow up with the core emotion here later, Renee. I'll just jump into these types. So the the first of those head types is type five, which is um, its strategy for trying to understand the world is to kind of step back and observe radically. So to almost remove the self, do you feel my energy coming back here? So I can see the widest possible picture, the most nuanced, the most... uh, almost detached point of view would help me feel like I can orient most effectively without getting overwhelmed because five often feels like there's so much going on and human interactions and stuff that like it's much better to try to uh, take it all in through my head and then I'll be able to orient to to it so it's it's a inward upward kind of retraction to try to understand the complexity type six um, has a, uh, I'd say a a faster paced mind trying to ferret out the critical path. (laughs) What are all the ways things could go? What's the worst case possibility? And and how do I possibly avert trouble? It's got a a mind toward planning for, to avoid disaster. (laughs) So that's a, uh, not all sixes would think of themselves that way, but, but this quality of ferreting out what's what's not being seen, what, what uh, potential troubles might be coming our way and how we get ready for them feels like um, smart, feels safe, feels like I'm going to take the unpredictability of life and, and get in front of it. And so that, that can take a couple paths. We talk about sixes being on a spectrum of phobic and counterphobic, which is a rich topic in itself, but the very shorthand, what's your type baby version of that is a uh, do I become more careful, cautious, and dutiful to try to avert danger and, and make sure I'm solid and loyal and, and obedient? Or do I kind of hate how anxious that makes me and I need to go and confront it like vigilante? You know, like, okay, it's a scary world. So let's see where the truth is and let's see who I can trust. And most sixes have moments of both, but hang out one place or the other more. 
And our final head type is the seven. And that one is taking the uncertainty and, and mystery of life and thinking, okay, how do I get the best, most least pain, most pleasure? And, and I might even be able to do that just through imagining it. Like maybe I'll make amazing plans, but maybe I'll just have this, you know, like rich mind life of thinking about how it's possible to get the goods and avoid the bads. So you can feel how each of these three strategies are, you know, on the defense against unpredictability of life and want to orient in a way that will give them safety or something good, but they have very different approaches and motivations and styles in doing so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can feel a difference in the energy. I loved how you moved back and moved forward and, and uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Fives tend to move back. Sixes can move back and forward. Mm-hmm. Sevens are definitely future oriented. They are plunging forward. And, uh, and the, the, this is the portal or the center of intelligence that we're most accustomed to. And that is just taking in information through facts and, and strategizing and mentalizing. It's, it's kind of how we default in our world in terms of defining how we take in information. But as you can see, we take in information in, in all three ways, um, as, you, as you've seen, uh, as Sarah has talked about um, uh, each of the types. So yeah, there you have it. That's what's your type, baby. Now, when we come back from break, we're going to talk about beyond what's your type, baby. Um, remember, you are listening to The Dr. Pat Show. I'm Renee Siegel, and I look forward to describing more after we return from break. Thank you for joining us. Guess what? You don't need to wait until the new year to set new goals for yourself. Hi, I'm Joan Marlowe, the host of Awareness to Action, and I'm taking this concept to a whole new level. I've developed a program to take your awareness to action in 90 days. Let me introduce you to your day one. Day one can start any day you choose, so why not now? We will use powerful brainstorming, mastermind, visioning, and goal-setting techniques to open your awareness of what you really want in your life and take action with intention to get there. Choose to work with me one-on-one or in a small group. Let's connect, lift each other up, and hold each other accountable. I'm offering a free consult to design your program. Visit my site, peacefullyhealing.com, to connect with me, and let's find out when your day one will begin. Did you know that when we talk about the Earth's ecosystems, the most important ecosystem has been left out? You, we created the ecosystem approach to recapture human potential. Find us at theecosystemapproach.org. Join us every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for the Ecosystem Approach Show with Jason and Patricia on TransformationTalkRadio.com. We remember a time when you could simply form a thought and it would manifest. The harmony was forgotten, but it is returning now. The Power of Inspiration and Awakening Radio with Juliet Griffin on TransformationTalkRadio.com each second and fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific. We'll take you on adventures through the heart and spirit exploring who we once were. This intuitive healer studied under the guidance of wolves, learning from their wisdom to master a higher frequency for a new state of mind. Visit OneTrueSelf.com. 
You know, marriage is not always easy, but skills that improve communication go a long way. Tune in to the Relationship Rehab Show, Recovering Happiness in Your Love with Nancy Landrum and Dr. Pat each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Nancy is an author and teacher empowering couples to create and sustain loving marriages. Learn to listen, speak, and handle conflict with respect so your love can flourish. To learn more about Nancy and her work, visit nancylandrum.com. Hey there, I'm Ricky Schwartz from My Turn Life Coaching, Reclaim Your Life. How do you know if you're living your life and not someone else's? Here's one way to find out. First, list out your top five core values. For example, mine are empathy, excellence, passion, service, and core values. Then put those core values into short first-person core value statements. In my case, one, empathy powers my relationships. Two, excellence is the goal in all things I do. Three, passion fuels my perseverance. Four, my value is measured by my service to others. And five, core values drive all of my life decisions. Now ask yourself, am I using my core value statements to drive my personal and professional decisions? Maybe not. Maybe you've never even considered doing so. And that's where life coaching begins. Go to MyTurnLifeCoaching.com and let's put your personal core values into your driver's seat. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. I am Renee Siegel, the host for today. I welcome you as we do our final segment um, discussing beyond what's your type, baby. We've talked about this product that Sarah and I have created. It is a, a six-part video series. And, um, and we've also moved into what's your type, baby, as we've talked a little bit about giving you a Reader's Digest, very condensed version of each of the nine types on the Enneagram. So Sarah and I decided we were going to do this beyond what's your type, baby, because as you hopefully have gotten a flavor, you might even feel into um, one of these types. You might feel into more than one of these types. You might recognize that you have some of all of these types. But unpacking um, why we're doing what we're doing, why we're thinking what we're thinking and feeling what we're feeling and creating and cultivating the inner observation that is required for change, awareness is required for change. That's what makes beyond what your type baby um, is, is it becomes more of a, of, of a tool, an introductory tool for, for transformation um, when, when, we, when we do it this way. So we're, we're going to talk about um, how, what our product is, how it's organized, how you can get the most from it, how to get it, because guess what? You're going to have first access access to this as podcast listeners today. We have not broadcast that w- this product is available. Uh, and so, yeah. So, Sarah, why don't you talk about how we set it up or how to get the most from it? Yeah. Well, so because it's a video series, you can access it when and where you want. So you can really set the stage for taking it in on a, you know, we've talked about the three centers, the belly, the heart, and the head. This type of teaching we're doing, we're hoping that you'll come to it with your whole self, because we're essentially telling you information, but we're also transmitting the energy and the wisdom that we've uh, been affected by all the years we've been working with it. So it's like, show up, 
and listen and learn and, and, you know, orient yourself, but also like drop into this instrument of yourself, because what we're doing with beyond what's your type baby is helping you start to feel that you're a lot more than who you take yourself to be. You're a lot more than your traits. You're even a lot more than your motivation. You're a lot more than this personality style. You're a living, amazing, uh, dynamic consciousness and body and heart that's got so much going on. So we hope that in the way we teach it and in the way you participate in it, that you can start to feel that, the potential to pay attention with your full self. Like, how is it landing in your body? How is it affecting you emotionally? Where is it going in your mind? How is it making sense or not? So that's my invitation in, in how to get the most out of it is to start using uh, more and more of your own capacity and, and letting what we're bringing light some of that up in you because we do have habits of attention and behavior and emotion. And one of the real exciting promises of the Enneagram is that we can expand a lot uh, in, into a lot more of our potential beyond our usual habitual ways of paying attention. So, um, so let me interrupt you for one second. Why would that make a difference? Why would which part make a difference? Why would, why would studying any of this make a difference? And why would somebody even want to, I mean, there's so much stuff going on in the world. What would, what would the benefit or the consequence yeah. the gift of any of this be? Totally legitimate question. Like there's so much out there. There's so much going on. Like why this, huh? I, I could do a really long answer to that, but I'll try to be succinct. What the Enneagram <laughs> could bring you toward is uh, a rich potential of becoming more and more of your, you could call it your authentic self or your higher self or your potential self through um, amazing practices and skills that are um, your innate potential, but mostly in the world are not well supported. So the, the Enneagram field um, and most of the teachers in it uh, really understand that these are not easy things to, to budge. So we really invite people to learn. And in our program, we start practices with this to, to pay a certain kind of attention, to tune into what's going on in a way that you start to be able to have more choice about some of these things. Now that might sound fine. Yeah, good. But really, if you had more awareness and more choice in your life about almost anything and everything, rather than just going with the same old way, I'm talking like this can make really specific changes, but it, it's a game changer to learn how to use your attention differently, mm -hmm. to not be caught on the usual roller coaster. Right. Yeah. And I want to just add to that, that there's there was a line that was given to us in our training years ago by a, a, a common mentor of both of us, Helen Palmer. And, and she said that if you were to think of the one thing that the Enneagram gives you the opportunity to do, it's to move from your reactive state, this knee-jerk reactivity, to being receptive. And I can't imagine there's anybody that's listening or watching that couldn't benefit from moving from 
into less reactivity in their life, even if it was internal reactivity, you know, and nobody even noticed. Um, two, less reactivity and receptivity to what's going on in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So how's the product organized? Tell, tell everybody a little bit about how we have these six modules and mm-hmm. how they're set up. Yeah. So we, we start with more orientation than some trainings do because, you know, a lot of people want to just jump into your types, but we feel it's really uh, enriching to start with some of the, the symbolism, the history, especially some attention to the three centers of intelligence, which we feel are foundational and some orientation to, to best use of the Enneagram and, and how to pay attention like with awareness practice. So that we feel is, is something that's distinct about our product compared to just like giving a good description of the types we're really wanting you to feel how this information can be used toward yours and other people's benefit. And then we, we talk about applications in later modules, and then we have a playful ending where we're you know, playing in the kitchen. You can find out more about that. So we don't jump into the types per se, and those are in modules four, five, uh, three, four, and five. So the first two modules are really set up to foundationally take a look at where is all of this information coming from? How do we disidentify as this essential quality, God-created quality, human being, whatever your belief system is, to this human being that has this personality that's strategically trying to manage life and create some sort of order and, and pattern and, and predictability? And, and then we walk into uh, each one of the types, unpack them, and as we talk about each of the types, we take you into a practice for each type that even if you're not that type might help you to better experience what it would be like to sit in the energy of that type. So how do our folks listening get first access to this awesome product? Well, you are getting first access to this awesome product. And if you would like to access my website, which is urepurepotential.com, that's the letter U, the letter R, purepotential.com, and leave your information in our contact um, place. I will forward you access uh or or tell you how to purchase the product. It is a product that you can purchase. There's a lot of really, really great giveaways that are part of the uh, product as well. And we look forward to you joining us. For those uh, people who want to know more, please do leave your contact information in at urepurepotential.com. That is the letter U, R, the letter R, purepotential.com. I am your host, Renee Siegel, and I am so grateful to have uh, been sitting in for Dr. Pat today. Thank you so much for being with us. And Sarah, 